You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and youtube.com forward slash up next hello youtube room yes we go live uh after nxt every wednesday night because we're your nxt friends friends Friends. Friends. and you see youtube people we're in the room it's still quarantine time wherever you may be uh you may your city like toronto here may have opened up quote unquote but uh, we're still here with you. Wherever you may be, whenever you may be listening to this, welcome. We are your NXT friends. We're uh, up next. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash up next, where we have all the other podcasts and all sorts of stuff. Because people think we're your NXT friends, but we do like AEW. We do like AEW, and we do like, you know, not wrestling as well. Right, uh, yeah. We love talking about movies and TV and anything really especially in this time i know i don't know about you but conversations with friends and family members now are like okay so what have you been watching what have you been doing because i've been doing the sopranos i've talked about it on the show um and it, now the conversations with people are like well, what have you been watching why aren't you watching this why did you watch this like i know what are you watching uh at the moment i've just started life in pieces what, what is that um it's a it's a sitcom family sitcom it feels a bit like Modern Family, but each episode is four stories. Uh, it's pretty funny, seeing okay. like 16 episodes so, so a sitcom. Far. Sitcom, okay. yeah, really easy watch. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's got uh, James Brolin in it, uh, Brandt, Betsy Brandt from Breaking Bad, you know, yeah. Hank's wife, blanking on her, the character's name. Marie, Ma- the jewel, they're, they're minerals, Marie, damn yes. it. Yes, <laughs> um, that's been really good. I, I put out a message the other day on Twitter asking for... 
uh, good new animated shows or just animated shows I haven't seen because I feel I've seen okay. most of them. Clone High. Stumbled across something called Ugly Americans. Okay. Have you heard of this one? No. It's set in Manhattan, but basically every kind of like paranormal or horror or any creature imaginable all lives in Manhattan. So you got you got zombies. I mean, they do anyways. You got zombies. You got werewolves. You got demons. Um, and it's right. pretty funny. And it's about this social worker who's trying to get these like demons and things to integrate into society. Oh, uh, it's pretty funny. Okay. So been watching a bit of that. I'm not much a, a cartoon fan, but there is one cartoon that holds dear to my heart, and they put out a new movie this this they week. They did, so, yeah. And we saw advertisements tonight on NXT for Scoob. Yeah. Everyone needs an origin story, even Scooby Doo. What did you think of it? Uh, you know what? I am a long time. I think the only reason I still have a podcast is because I once did a podcast with John Pollock and Wayne Ting for a review away of the WWE Scooby Doo one. To this day, people will be like, hey, Braden, that review was nice. I'm like, I still do more shows, people. I do other <laughs> shows. Uh, I am a Scooby Doo mark, if you will. And, uh, you know, I liked it, but it, it kind of was still a little different than what I was. I. I was a for. little disappointed because I yeah. heard some people who'd seen it and were like, oh, it's really good. Right. So I think I built up my expectations a bit. Um, yeah, me too. I loved the the casting. I thought it was brilliant. Like the, the voice actors sure. they had, I thought fitted them perfectly. You've got... Well, we didn't have um, Matthew Lillard, though, as Scoob, though. But uh, had, as Shaggy, sorry. You had Will Forte, who's pretty damn good yeah. as Shaggy. Um, Zac Efron as Fred, I thought was good. Um, you've got Jason Isaacs, who many people may know as Lucius Malfoy. As Dick Dastardly. Um, I thought it was going to be more origin story, though. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more of them as, like, kids. You know, the it, opening scene. Because they still were still young, but it just cut to when they It friends. cut to them as yeah. we know them. And that's when I kind of went, oh, okay. It's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. Especially if you've got kids and you need something yeah, to, definitely. Kids to show them. It. And, like, everyone knows Scooby-Doo. I'm pretty sure everyone at some point in their childhood the watched Scooby-Doo. It's so favorite. it's stuff you can watch with your kids. But... I would have liked more of like that opening scene, that to be the movie, have it really I thought their that's origin sto- story, how they met Velma, how they met Fred, all of that. I want to meet Velma. I know you do. I'm a Velma guy for life. For life. Yeah, I watched Scoob, which I'm not a huge animated guy, but I, I watched it because it's Scooby-Doo, and I don't have kids uh, that I'm aware of, and I think that, you know... It would be good for kids to watch. It's still like a fun. It's still the franchise of this this thing. A dog, a group of kids, stoners who who solve mysteries. It's my favorite. Uh, and I liked the intro where it threw back to the OG. The the where are what is it Scooby Doo? Where are you? The OG series is like untouchable. It's so good. And that did did a little ode to that with the new animation. I really liked it. Uh, something else I watched, which a lot of wrestling fans watched last night, which is completely different from Scooby Doo is the, the Dark Side of the Ring, the finale of, yes. second, of the second one. Now, we've been watching all of them and kind of doing it with our Up Nextras every Thursday along with our AEW reviews on our Patreon. But um, I, I watched the Owen Hart one. But, um, you know, John Pollock did something for Post Wrestling about a year ago with the mm. podcast thing, which was brilliance. Podcasting excellence. And I kind of feel like I like John's better than this version of it that I watched because I just didn't feel like I got anything kind of new out of it. However, I do understand now that like why wrestling fans, we should let, don't, don't, I hate the wrestling fans that are pestering Martha Hart for like the whole Owen 
It's it's about being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Owen, I believe, is already in a wrestling Hall of Fame. It's sure. just not the WWE one. And it's I've not seen the, the Owen doc yet. I'm, yeah. I'm planning on watching that tomorrow. But everything I've heard is, is kind of, as you said, haven't really learned anything new. It's but just people also have now so gone, sad. Oh, yeah, I can see her point of view. 100%. That she wouldn't want WWE profiteering off of his name. I mean, you, you've been to... Uh, to WrestleMania, you go to the uh, like the Access Store, mm-hmm. and they've got shirts there for every single member of the uh, the Hall of Fame, like yeah. for that year. Like I remember going, and there was a cool T-shirt of Alundra Blaze with the the women's title in the trash in can. The trash. Who do you think is making the money from that? I'm sure Alundra Blaze will get a percentage. WWE are sure, and that's what she doesn't want. Um, right. Well, now they have a pro wrestling tees. Yeah, they have Owen Hart on pro wrestling tees. Which is fantastic. Which is crazy. I can't wait to, to... I need to get an Owen Hart. I remember we... I stole all your money. You still haven't told you, me what it is. I have. I've told you a few times, but you're always lit and forget. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> we we need to make a Perusentis because they made Owen Hart shirts, which is just crazy. Um, I know Canadians are going to go crazy and buy these these things. But yeah, uh, it's really emotional. It's really sad. The whole series, I, I the Owen Hart one did crazy numbers for this show. It broke like their record with all the other ones. Um, and I know TSN here in Canada was promoting it. Um, I loved all the episodes. We watched a bunch of them. We did ch- chat about them. I know we briefly on a show talked about which wrestling things we would want to see in season three of Dark Side of the Ring. And um, we've come up with like one on like China. We mm-hmm. think there should be a, an episode on China, just her whole retrospective. We were discussing maybe Jeff Hardy, you know, but maybe not so much a, a comeback story or, or something along those lines. But I was thinking um, that there should also be one. There should also be ones that were like that one with the UWF, where it was just more like malarkey. Yes, like more. I think so. I I was talking to you as we were watching NXT yeah. about how I watched Carnyland last right. night, okay. which is NWA's new show instead of power yeah uh, they're not doing empty arena wrestling right now um and probably my it's very out there it's very kind of being the elite but more wacky and definitely some of it doesn't stick with me okay other bits are really funny and really good my favorite bit was probably the uh true stories with nick oldis where he's talking about um like uh he calls him carney chris i think this Basically, Carney promoter who of course. eventually, like, essentially tried to get him to pay for his own hotel. Wow. Uh, faked a booking. Was like, emailed him a, a confirmation booking, which was just the page before you hit submit. Send. And I'm sure there's so many stories out there of Carnies. these crazy Carney. <laughs> I mean, think. I feel we've had ECW to death, but definitely Paul Heyman has. Paul Heyman is a needs a Carney. dark side of the ring. And I feel, as you said, yeah, there's probably. A hundred more of these Herb Abrams guys out there. I want to know how many other crazy, fucked up Vince McMahon stories there are. Because oh, this just makes him look terrible. This makes me wonder why I still support any of these products. Absolutely. Uh, it's very interesting. What about one on Edge, Matt Hardy, and Lita? <laughs> I know it's not as dark, but like it could show I think you need, relationships I think you need on the road. some other... If every week was Death. a Owen or Benoit yeah. one, it would be very bleak. Yeah. And that's why I liked kind of the... The New Jack ones and the Herb Abrams ones right. that kind of shake it up. But yeah, like definitely a sort of that love triangle kind of thing. Sure. Or there's other wrestlers that have gone through that situation. But yeah, uh, I think so too. Um, 
So I watched that this this week, and I know on this show um, I've talked about how I've been watching The Sopranos. That's pretty much what I've been doing with my quarantine TV time at nighttime watching want something to watch i've just been flying through the sopranos now i assume because you haven't oh sorry you wanted to say about your food i'm guessing having oh. watched the Sopranos. oh right yeah we do our nxt meals which we kind of haven't talked about in a while um we we switch back and forth between we're roommates we cook each other nxt themed meals but in, in last week we had the gargano dinner again and i think i made a joke saying why isn't someone made the garganos but like the sopranos yes. garganos and someone uh, photoshopped us in uh, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter, by the way, and so we retweeted it. But so I decided there's a Sopranos cookbook out there, and they keep talking about like ZDs and like lasagnas and like pasta bakes and like casseroles. And I'm like, I'm not Italian, I'm a pork chop, but I'm like, yo, that sounds all right. So today, <laughs> uh, I like that's what I, I, I attempted to make. I just bought a box, a shit ton of matzah, put it in a it's just shit ton of cheese, pasta, and yeah. Bake it, it's, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. all right. Very tasty. Uh, we had a little bit of salad as well, so we're, we, you know, we're a bit healthier than the the gargan. I mean, not as healthy as the garganos, obviously. Yeah, it wasn't a chicken Caesar, no croutons. So, but us. I haven't thought of an NXT name for it, so I'm just thinking the so garganos. What's it called ZT? Well, ZD is in the in the show, and someone Italian listening is is going to murder me now because I didn't put ricotta, and I'm happy I didn't because I don't like ricotta. And then I told you that I didn't buy ricotta, and you're like, yeah, fuck ricotta. There's better cheese. Come on now. There is. Yeah. Yeah, I can name all the cheeses all that, the are, cheese better that are better than ricotta. ricotta. I'm kind of with what you What about there. cottage cheese? Might be better than oh, ricotta. Oh, no, I don't like cottage. No, I'll, <laughs> yeah. put, I'll put ricotta above cottage cheese. Yeah. That stuff freaks me out, and I love cheese. Yeah, I agree. But why is it lumpy? Yeah, why is it like why that? Why does it smell like that? What is it? Why is it runny yet solid? What it's, is it? Uh, what is cottage cheese? Cottage and cheese. why is it called cottage cheese? Is it from the cottage? I why don't know. Is, if, do you eat it in the cottage? My mum used to eat it on, like, crackers, and I'd put it away, mum. Yeah, it's strange. Gross. I'm glad we. Could. Well, I'm happy I didn't. I just bought a bunch of different mozzarellas and put them all in and baked it. But I haven't come up with a name, so it is supposed to be like the Sopranos, like whatever. But the so, Garganos. So far, it's the Garganos until we come up with something better. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I need. I need. We need some recipes. We've asked for recipes. Yeah. No one's giving us food recipes for our NXT dinners. Now, while we're on the subject of TV, uh, have you watched any of the Last Dance yet? No, because that no. just finished. I know you're not really a sports fan, but like right. it's as a documentary, it's just fantastic. Well, I know and the Rodman tie-in. Obviously, I, I was going to say if you're going to watch anything, watch yeah. the Rodman episode because yeah. for you, I think this guy would be your hero. Oh, I know all about um, him. Oh, uh, my friend Shane still has the OG shirts that this guy had for WCW. For WCW. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I finished watching that on when was it Monday? That's just so good. And yeah, is it like the last ride, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> kind of kind of yeah essentially i mean that's it was the idea it's the final season of that team for the chicago bulls and the difference is they won and then were like disbanded whereas taker lost and was like ah no i ain't finishing there i can keep going i'll I'll do another one rodman's coming back so rodman's coming back but it's funny because a lot of my friends who have been watching that i've been lending my network password and being like hey did you know Dennis Rodman fought Karl Malone in a wrestling match? And they're like, what? So I've been sending them that. So that's been funny. All I know is uh, he would just stay in his hotel room, hang out with Carmen Electra, and yeah. do all sorts of strange things. Yeah. Rodzilla. He, he, had a, he had a good 97, He's 98. one of my heroes. Yeah. You, I'm, you, you were not far off by saying I, someone I should look up to in right ways, right ways are wrong. <laughs> 
perhaps. <laughs> um, and I also, I know that, um, you know, you've been going out for walks. Everyone's just been going out for walks. I've got my bike fixed this this last night, pumped some air into the tires. And we joked about Tony Hawk coming out with a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater mm. re-thing. And we joked about skateboarding. And I talked about it to my friend, Shane. And I was like, yeah, I remember he doesn't have legs. He's in a wheelchair. And he once was gifted this really crazy skateboard in California from Death Wish, like, skate company. And it was the Ultimate Warrior in Papa Shango, which I have Damn. here. Which is just crazy. So now I'm going to probably try to skateboard, which I've skateboarded when I was, like, eight with a Spider-Man skateboard once. So uh, in a week or two, I could either, you know, have injuries from this but i'm gonna attempt I mean, at to the just... moment it doesn't have wheels well, i'm going i'm so going I, i'd say that would be your first step <laughs> it doesn't have wheels yet and trucks and all those things so uh, i'm attempting to learn how to skateboard now i'm not gonna attempt any like christ airs or anything i just want to learn how to ride down the street nice <laughs> is it all can it all be so it's, simple uh, make sure i get the camera out for, for bits and <laughs> patreon exclusive on a patreon exclusive yeah brayden learns how to skateboard <laughs> Um, I did go for a walk today. Okay. Uh, I went to H and M. It was it's, open. It's open. Wow. So that that was nice. That, did Just you a buy the shirt today? I bought this Jaws T-shirt. You're wearing a Jaws T-shirt. Yeah. Not the DJ. The band. Um, the movie. I mean. Yeah. It was just. It was kind of nice. Just get a bit of normalcy in my life and go into H and M. Wow. And then I went to the LCBO after, and you know, obviously every uh, like LCBO for yeah. those of you not from like liquor store Ontario, it's a liquor store. Um, and now when you go in, you've got security and you've got to sanitize your hands and all that, obviously. And the guy who was like at the door was like, wait, is, is H&M open? And I was like, yeah. He's like, really? Oh my like, God. How, how are they doing it? It's like, well, very similar to you guys, you know, let in people. someone at the door, let in people like one at a time. So like, oh, the fitting rooms open. I was like, oh. no, no, but they still do returns. Returns. How does that work? Well, I, I think they just keep it in a box for a, three weeks and then can bring it out again. Yeah. Oh, I got to go to H and M. So that's Stores are, guard sto- was very excited about H and M. I mean, yeah, they have nice shirts like your Jaws shirt. It's the classic. It's the OG. Um, are, we've we haven't done a Jaws review. We've talked about sharks all, all day today. Before we talked about we talked about I, I'll talk about sharks all goddamn day. <laughs> I love. I watch David Attenborough on BBC Blue Planet. Old night long. See, I've seen Jaws a bunch, but I tell you what I haven't seen a bunch is Jaws 3. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's why we should do it. Is Jaws 3 like what's happening in America with the beaches? Oh, God. (laughs) Where they're not close, the mayor doesn't want to close the beaches or whatever. It's like, there's killer whales. I know my rights. I don't care if there's killer whales. You can't tell me what to do. I can be straight honest. Jaws 1, end it there. Don't watch yeah, the others. I've, I've yeah. heard. Um, <laughs> how do you feel? I don't know if you've heard. We've talked about, we've done shows on this. Scream 5 confirmed. Yeah. Um, we did a review, I think, a while ago. Uh, maybe a, last, a, last Halloween. Yeah. We did a Scream review on our Patreon, I think, where a Scream 1 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I think that bringing back for, what, 5? Just... I think what I do like about Scream is like, each... Why? Each episode uh, of the series has had a good concept. They're, they're all like like taking the piss out of horror movies. So Scream 1 is your classic slasher. Scream 2 is mocking a sequel. What happens in a sequel? Yeah. Scream 3 is what concludes a trilogy. 
and then Scream 4 is Breaking, the reboot. The reboot, It's yes. the reboot, so it goes back to the original, but tweaking it. And then they made MTV, had a TV show. I watched it yeah. as well. What would the concept be for Scream 5? She dies. Sydney Prescott dies. Naomi, was it Naomi Campbell? Concept. Not, that's not a concept. That's the ending, the final... I'm not talking about ending. I'm talking, what's the concept? We've had the concept for the first four. Um, is it socially distant murders? Oh is that what God. it is? Um, I don't know. What's going on in film that they... Socially distant murders is you shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear a mask and run. But what, what in films, like, what has been the, the trope in horror films for the last few years that they could, like, play on? Uh, I don't know, because Scream 4 did a lot of the, like, They've already done the reboot and the, thing, like, yeah. the online thing, the phone thing. Yeah, I don't really know if this needs a reboot, to be honest. I'm, I was kind of, It's kind of, like, let it go and just create new scary movies with masks I, I'm stuff. down for it, and at least they do have original cast members back. Sure. Um, David Arquette, former David Arquette. WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And the directors are the ones that did Ready or Not, which is very much a kind of comedy horror. So it, it's definitely, they've got the right people to do it with obviously Wes Anderson sorry not Wes Anderson Wes Craven <laughs> a Wes Anderson screen movie yeah. is one I want to see uh, but yeah interesting news there um, I also watched a little bit of Monday Night Raw um, because our favorite she's not in the in the YouTube room with us right now Kyrie Sane was on Monday Night Raw uh, your favorite and yeah. she uh, was playing the recorder and I went on Twitter and said I should sample this as a joke and then I was like this, she's playing the recorder so bad that I went and sampled it <laughs> Do you know anyone who plays a recorder well? No, it, it's, it's not the a worst nice instrument. instrument. So I went and I made, put a, a, a trap beat underneath it, uh, reversed it, put some echo trap uh, delay on it, put some trap drums, and uh, John Pollock from Post Wrestling retweeted it. And so many people were like, what is this thing? And I don't know what I created, so I'm sorry for it. But it was amazing. Uh, so if anyone wants the, the, the rap on it, uh, let me know. It's not good. I'll rap on it. Yeah, you, we need to enter WH Park. There you go. That could be WH Park. And he, he didn't say anything about recorders. He did. He said no flutes. He just said nothing racist, but he didn't say no recorders. He said no flutes. Is a recorder a type of flute? No, it's just a, it's if a recorder. If a recorder is a type of flute, so is a trumpet. You know, like it's. <laughs> so we're, we're going to enter that. We're going to. I'll write a rap. I started one last week, I think, and then realized it was four in the morning, and I was. Eight two white claws, too many. Well, yeah, we gotta enter his show for him. it's it, post Perez. Post Perez, yeah, it's coming soon to the Post Wrestling Network, um, and he's gonna be chatting all about uh, some Japanese wrestling, which we've been watching a lot of, specifically this week for one special show out on our Patreon this week. Patreon.com slash up next tomorrow night, Thursday night, we're doing a show with John Pollock from Post Wrestling. Oh, yes. And uh, if you're a wrestling nerd, this is your bread and butter right here. This is a show we... Not the greatest match ever. Not the greatest match ever. Not the greatest wrestling match ever. Did you see Charlie pause? She went to say best match ever and was like, oh, shit, no, I can't say that. She's been listening. She doesn't want to cease and desist from 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 the BDE. We got one from them once. We got one from them and we'll fucking send (laughs) you one. Yeah, we'll send you one too. Best match ever. It's it's the best match ever. Uh, The greatest wrestling match ever. We, We have a podcast called Best Match Ever where we dissect wrestling stuff. We did some Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Misawa, Kawada, so many different ones. ROH, we just did a Money in the Bank one. But in quarantine, we, we've been joking and saying that like to entertain ourselves, we've been finding old school wrestling that maybe we're not too familiar with. And there's some guy that's been going around on the internet in memes and stuff of the legendary Stan Hansen. 
the, the, the Texan, the cowboy. And we're like, okay, this guy is pretty great. We watched some of his stuff, got kind of lit one night, and we were like, this guy's great. We should do one of these podcasts on this. And uh, John Pollock, who, you know, we do post-wrestling and stuff, he was like, oh, I love the fact that you guys do that show. It sounds so great. I'd love to do one with you sometime. And we said, well, yeah. We, this was going to be our next one. And he's like, ah, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to watch the best rated, We're gonna, well, not even rated, but the best Stan Hansen matches, which this guy was more so famous in Japan, which is weird because he's, yeah. he's a Texan. He's a white dude. He's a gaijin. So this is just incredible. I know a lot of people are like, Kenny Omega's not Japanese, but he was a legend in Japan. Yo, this dude was a legend in Japan. Vader was a legend in Japan. All these guys, and we're going to be talking about them tomorrow with John Paul. Absolutely. So go to patreon.com forward slash up next. I've, I've helped you guys out because I've even posted a list of all the matches we're looking They're at. They're on YouTube. With links. Yeah, all the links are there, motion. so you can click on them. Uh, none of them are longer than 30 minutes, so so they're great to just put on. Maybe don't put the, the Vader one on when you're having your lunch, but all the others, yeah. <laughs> John is making sure we talk about the Vader match. That's Oh, we are. Sure. So, we are yeah, indeed. that's on our Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you that show, gets you all the shows, all the, the back catalog as well. Um, we've been killing it. We did an eight-mile review this, this week for an Up Yours. World Champ patrons get to join us for a show, and, well, we had B Detroit join us and we chatted eight mile he's from detroit so obviously we had to talk talk about that that was so much fun so we we're been all our shows are all over the place yeah this saturday we've got a bunch coming out i've got the final part of my lost mini series yes. we're talking all about the finale i'm joined by uh listeners of the show david sykes and mj from nj and my friend kevin hudson from the geek centric podcast and youtube channel um we gone super nerdy we talked for a couple of hours all about the finale, all about our thoughts of a potential reboot or the future of the show. Uh, that'll be dropping this Saturday as well as on our very YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash up next. We will be doing a live watch along of AEW's Double or Nothing. Yes, AEW Double or Nothing, uh, John Moxley, Brody Lee which is not even the match I'm most excited for. Uh, but AEW has been doing a pretty good job. We do AEW reviews every Thursday, again, also on our Patreon. We've been loving that show. I'm wearing an Orange Cassidy shirt right now. Thank you, Scrump. Um, and I, I've been loving that show. Um, we we usually, our, our Wednesday nights is we watch NXT, we do this show, and then we pop on AEW and then do the review Thursday. But they've been doing a fantastic job. This pay-per-view's got Mike Tyson on it. You've already got me. You've yeah. got my money. <laughs> You've got my money. If this was happening in Vegas and I wasn't going and Mike Tyson, because clearly Tyson was supposed to be there because it's Vegas, to come out to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, uh, I would have been upset. Just seeing that would be so... It's so cool that they've been able to do this. Tony Khan must have money. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we're doing a watch-along. We are, yes. Saturday. So join us on this YouTube channel and we'll be doing a post-show on the Patreon. But... That's enough about yes. that. I did notice in the YouTube room there's someone new to the BDE who said, um, talk about NXT at some point. Well, no, never. Now is that time. We will talk about this week's NXT. I just wanted to talk about how much we hate ricotta cheese again. <laughs> That's what I thought we were here to talk about. Yes, we are here to talk about NXT. NXT from Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. We have a, uh, a a little 
screen here for Shad Gaspard. Uh, rest in peace. If you, you follow, yeah, horrible story. Yeah, the, he he was uh, found today with his body on the shore. Very sad, sad story. But uh, R.I.P. Shad Gaspard. I'll always remember um, two things that uh, he. He and JTG, Crime Time, got William Regal to do the money, money, yeah, yeah dance where William Regal joined them in. And then I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, he also tried to sell Lita's be- – they, they, they sold Lita's belongings, which included sex toys. So uh, okay. good times with, with <laughs> Crime Time. But RIP Shad Gaspard, very sad. Yeah, he – I'm not overly familiar with him because Crime yeah. Time were really a thing when I was kind of in my gap from watching sure. wrestling. Uh, but just a really horrible story, and obviously condolences to his family. And uh, the guy went out as a hero, which is is kind of wonderful, but it, it's super tragic news. So yeah. rest in peace, Shad. No, yeah, uh, it, it's really sad. So RIP and, and condolences, everyone. And, and the wrestling world is kind of everyone's been like, yeah, this guy was really nice, and you know, he yeah. apparently like. Uh, basically save this kid's life to the, for his own yeah. here and sad situation but they throw WWE thrown up the the image here RIP we then start with a cold open with Mauro Ronaldo on commentary saying here is Karrion Cross and Scarlet fall and pray and out comes Scarlet and Karrion Cross to start off NXT tonight and we've seen them their entrance before i mentioned it reminds me of like some like almost bad out of hell type like metal i don't know yeah, it's very yeah kind of meatloaf bonnie tyler i'm all for yeah, this entrance. it's fantastic <clears> that you noted that scarlet wasn't doing the the lip syncing as much yeah i i'm pretty sure the first time they did the entrance she lip synced everything yeah. whereas now she's kind of just going in for the fall and pray which fall is fine. And pray, which is cool um carrying cross and scarlet get this crazy epic horror metal entrance and as the the lights come back on and the smoke settles, he's going up as, against his opponent, who's got even a better entrance, who's just already in the ring, named Liam. It was funny because we're going because obviously they did this last time when it was against was it Leon Ruff? Was it? Yeah. And uh, we're saying like the lights came up after this entrance, and we're like, oh, the dude is just already in the ring. <laughs> so we were joking this time. It's like, and his opponent, Steve or Greg. And then we see this dude with Liam. Liam. Uh, but this is Liam Gray, who is actually, uh, he's from Evolve and is in a faction with Leon Ruff, uh, the Skulk. So maybe we're just going to see Karrion Cross kill every member of the Skulk. Wow. He's going to kill all the Skulk? Yeah. Well, as soon as I saw the guy's name was Liam, I knew he was not winning a wrestling match here tonight. That's all I can say. Nothing. No offense to anyone named Liam, but like, if you're named Liam, you're probably not a wrestler. Just don't have Liam on your, your pants. Yeah. Like, if I was to have anything on my, wouldn't say my David. Pants, it would say Portman. There you if go. If anything, or something cooler than cooler. that. Not Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, who's that? It's Dave. It's Liam. Dave. Liam. Like Liam. You, you know, when bars were a thing, you worked at a bar, and you worked with another bartender named Liam. Mm. And you always you always say to me, fucking Liam. And that's when I thought about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you guessed it. Karrion Cross kills Liam. That's right. There's Northern Light Suplex, where he just, like, carries the guy around the ring, throws does, him around. I thought he was going to go for, like, the, the, is it Nick Jackson, like, locomotive? Um, yeah, suplexes, but he he did one and just rolls through and then picks a guy up and just dumps him. 
absolutely destroying this guy. The Saito suplex, which Morrow called the Doomsday Saito suplex. Not only is it a Saito, it's a Doomsday You can Saito. tell. I think I said this last week where the Saito suplex, it can look a pretty tame suplex sure. if hit softly, but it can also look the most devastating move in wrestling because you're just dumping them on the head and the side of the neck. And I think... Rough sold it maybe a bit better a couple of weeks ago, but this still looks absolutely deadly. This one, yeah, and then he locks in the the chicken wing, the choke there. The, and the what did he call it? The cross jacket. The cross jacket, and Karrion Cross wins again here. This one wasn't as impressive because it kind of was just the exact same thing. It was it us. was a carbon copy, yeah. really, but it was fine because we were building to the post match angle. Yes, which it does indeed. They're celebrating in the ring and. Champa's music hits. That's right. You forgot about that. Champa comes out. He says, "Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Tomasa Champa, and that this that ring, all of this, this is my home. And uh, well, you've you know invaded me, and you you think you're special. You come in here and you you take me out. You think you're special. And he's walking as he's t- walking and talking towards the ring. And Scarlet like leans on the ropes and is like, "Come on, like Miss Elizabeth, let's like, chat. Letting in. Yeah, yeah, like let's go. You want to talk? Uh, I like that little thing here. She looks scary. She's got she had like eye contacts in and stuff. I think it's it's the confidence that makes it scary. Yeah, the fact that normally kind of the the valet if you want to call her that would sort of start be cowering away yeah. behind the man where she's like no I, I don't care come in yeah come in join us uh i wasn't a big fan of her before nxt but i think this these two look really good together yeah i think these two will really work together she lets him in champa says you're not special in fact i'm gonna show you that i'll show you that i'm special on june 7th it's champa versus cross and that that's special welcome to the pain event and he drops the mic, and they have a stare down. And you heard it here. June 7th, takeover in your house will be Champa versus Cross. Part of me was wondering whether uh, Champa had kind of decided to stay at home after, yeah. after the Johnny Gargano match. Clearly, that's not the case because uh, he's back. And maybe that was a good thing, kind of call him off a bit, have us kind of forget that yeah. that story is lingering and build up Cross a little bit beforehand. Uh, I think this match is going to be a killer, pardon the pun. Yes. Um, you said as we were watching this, is this going to be kind of the cinematic match? Yeah. Will Will this be the cinematic match because it's these two who instantly just want to fight and kill each other? We don't really know why, but he took him out, so Champa wants some revenge. But it makes me wonder that is this going to be the cinematic which are they, are we calling them cinematch? Cinematch, sure. or is the so-called you know uh, what is what are we calling it? The Lion's Den. Yeah, <clears throat> that might be a cinematch as well. So I'm not sure. I but... don't know. I don't think that will be a cinematch. I mean, they don't have to do a cinematch. Exactly. But I think it's a good way to save the actual wrestling match for when we have crowds, if we have crowds, yeah. which I think we're starting to get a little closer to. Yeah, I guess we'll see one day, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so that will happen at TakeOver in your house. Uh, will it be a cinematch? We'll see. But I'm kind of down for just a match. But I could see an angle where it prolongs it again, like him taking Champ out again. It could do. I think yeah. it's just going to be... I, I think they're a great matchup for each other. Both yeah. just very violent, scary dudes, wrestlers. Yeah. But aren't just brawlers. Like, both wrestle as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm down for it. Saito suplexes and knee strikes and... Yeah. Bald heads. Bald heads everywhere. Be great. Love me some bald heads. 
We have a recap of the Cruiserweight Championship. I literally wrote the recap of the Cruiserweight Classic, which is what it essentially is. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> it's it's the, the best of the Super Juniors. Best in, of the Super Juniors. In, in NXT. Best of the C-dubs. Yes. Best of the C-dubs, um, which is showing us all like the brackets of the two things and some matchup tonight's with points that could turn into every, different Every things. week this, this point thing happens. I've got to explain to you. It's, I don't understand. You're it. like, it's two blocks and these guys... Need to win. It's like so. Who's in? You lose. This is how a tournament should can, work. Can Tony Nice still win? If you lose, you lose. You're out. That's how it should be. So you don't like the G1? Ah, uh, I hate always when the champ loses though in the G1. I I do always hate that. But I hate that that it's WWE ne- never does this type of thing. I, I think they've done a pretty good job with it here. I like it here. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it is confusing to me. Like, it took me a second to realize, oh, so if this happens, then that's what's going to happen. I think because they hadn't really brought up the idea of a tie until yeah. then. I think that's why the... Um, I think it works easier with, like, the G1 because you have usually eight people on each side. So you see more of a kind of leaderboard. Like, you see the standings afterwards, whereas this is... it's Everyone's just having three matches. Yeah. Really. So everyone's kind of at... 2-1, unless you're Tony The G1 Nese. makes sense to me. This one doesn't make sense. This right. one was a little like, oh, okay, well, why didn't you just... Uh, all right, okay. Well, now we know why they did it this way, I guess. Yep. They, and, well, we'll get to that. But we do have a Cruiserweight Championship match, or Cruiserweight Tournament match, rather. Phantasma versus Akira Tozawa. Now, um, it's El Hio. El Io, I El think. El Io del Phantasma. I believe so. The son of the Phantom? The son of the Phantom. Okay. Versus Akira Tozawa. Um, Beth Phoenix says this is Lucha versus Perezo. So yes. I know WH Park is very mad and it's Perez. Perez. <laughs> um, they go back and forth because it literally is Lucha versus Perez because they're doing their styles are, are quite similar. Akira Tozawa is quite fast and technical, as is the Phantom here. Um, Akira hits a baseball punch. There's then Phantoms on the outside. Akira Tozawa does this like crazy flying Rana to the outside, just sending this dude flying. And then if that wasn't enough, he does his classic running off the apron senton into the like guardrail right onto Phantasma as well. Just taking him out two hot moves in a row. And then they go to commercial break. When they come back, it's Phantasma who hits this like splash on the, the apron. It's like a running frog splash. Like it. Yeah. You're doing the tuck with this as well. It looked really it. cool. And, and it's on the hardest part of the ring. The hardest part. I don't know if Beth reminded us, but I'm sure she did. She was thinking about it. She's itching to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> she once said it's the most difficult part of the ring. Remember yes. That? <laughs> I, don't know if she, I don't know if she knows what that means. I love Beth. I do. She's grown on me, but yeah. Um, Phantasma has the offense. He's beating him down. Akira Tozawa hits the running Rey Mysterio or Drake Maverick style bulldog where you like turn into the wheelbarrow and then you bulldog him, which then Tazawa climbs up to the top rope. And I know this dude does this senton. He's done it for years and he does it so good. But holy hell, this guy goes so high up in the air here. He got extra height here, he right? Had to, he he had to. He so high for this. This was crazy. He was higher than me than the than I was because this was insane. He the replay as well with the slow motion. This is insane. I'm sure this is gift or whatever, but high angle senton from Akira Tozawa off the top rope. 
But Phantasma, like, rolls out of the way. He gets out of the senton, because it clearly would have been the finish. The height on this thing was crazy. Um, they get back in the ring. Phantasma is scuffling back and forth. Tozawa goes for, I think, was a octopus stretch. But it's countered up onto the shoulders into the fireman carry, which then Phantasma hits the Samoan driver, which they're calling the Phantom Driver. And the Phantom beats Tozawa. And El Hio del Phantasma... Uh, goes on to to the finals essentially because he beats Tazawa in yeah, his block. So he like very convincingly won group B. Yeah. Um everyone knocked out. Uh I thought this match was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um I've I've actually really enjoyed this tournament and it's funny with the cruiserweights. Two oh five just didn't work at all. Yeah. But whenever they did a cruiserweight tournament, um obviously the initial cruiserweight classic and then there was when they actually bought Drake Maverick in as the GM to kind of spice up the cruiserweight division. And I think that's when wasn't Roderick strong in the cruiserweight tournament that year. And it ended at WrestleMania. Hmm. Um, that finally got invested again. And then I believe they did another one after Enzo Amore left to crown a new champion. Oh yeah. And it's anytime they do a tournament, it's great. But I think the problem is it's full, filled with great wrestlers, but maybe not the personalities to actually carry storylines um now moving it to nxt it's helping so much and we're starting to develop a bit more characters there the the matches have been killer i i really enjoyed this one especially tozawa looked great uh as someone in the youtube chat said wednesday nights he just has these superpowers and then he he goes to monday night raw and he gets killed in 20 seconds whereas i think he's just preserving his energy for wednesday it's like look at look at me look at lashley why am i even gonna put up a fight just slam me one two three i've got a tournament to win on wednesday yeah but we all know he's a way better wrestler than Lashley. we all know that yeah. <laughs> let's see lashley get that height on that senton like that Jeez, that this, this is a gifable senton. This is one of the highest sentons. It was fantastic. Or the the ramen noodle moonsault. Yes, right. That's God. what it's, that's what it's called, right? <laughs> is it that? Or was it his rolling senton to the outside? Who cares? I don't think Lawler was even watching. No, yeah. just terrible. Uh, Akira Tozawa with this thing just looks fantastic, but he loses. So uh, the Phantom gonna advance in this cruiserweight classic, if mm. you will. We have uh, Timothy Thatcher who's backstage. He's got some things to say. Um, he only got a fraction of what he's done. You see, I, I was working your leg. I was beating you out, up, pulling on your everything. I was just making you hurt. But I only got a fraction of what I want to do. So I want to go one more time. And you see, you got lucky. You got a, a little pinfall there. But you see, I want a rematch where pinfalls don't count. Riddle, you won by pinfall. Well, I'm going to win by knockout or tap out. That's the only way. That's the match I challenge you to. So, Timothy Thatcher challenging him to uh, what we're saying, uh, you know, Lion's well, Den. Last week you blood, said Bloodsport. Blood I sport. said Lion's Den. And it, it looks like that's exactly where they're going. We will get to that in a little bit, the advancements. But, oh boy, oh boy. It's the moment I've been waiting for <laughs> to talk about tonight. My highlight of NXT tonight is this vignette, this video package for Shotzi Blackheart. I know you've already bookmarked this moment for as soon as we finish recording and I go back to my room, haven't we? <laughs> I know you've saved this somewhere. Bookmarked this vignette? Yes. Shotzi Blackheart is now on a tank. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't this tank bigger? <laughs> 
<laughs> Tank grew. This is definitely grown. Okay, let's 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 uh, describe this to you. Shotzi Blackheart has come out to the wrestling ring in a miniature tank that yes. actually drives, like a little kids' toy tank thing that she drives down the ramp. She is now in this video in a tank. <laughs> I I know why. I've just solved it. Rusev wasn't released when she came out on the mini tank. Oh, she's got his WrestleMania 31. It's the same tank. tank. It's the same one. She's been chilling in Florida. Yeah. Just being like, Miro, can I have it? It's like, I'm, I ain't doing shit. I'm on. I'm watching football on Twitch. Do what you want, Shots. So Shotzi Blackheart has a tank. She's going to war. Shotzi says, yeah, I'm Shotzi Blackheart. I'm balls to the wall. Now, if that didn't catch your attention, this next line definitely caught mine. She says, who's your daddy? I'm your daddy. I wonder if Champa has a bit of an issue with that. I... What's the opposite of an issue? That's what I have with okay, this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she says, I'm your daddy, and you're going to call me that. You see, some people, they take Ubers. Some people drive cars. Well, I rock in a tank, and this is how I roll. A 105 howitzer. I call her the dirty blonde. She... <laughs> I don't know if I thought this was brilliant or terrible or both. It, it was... Like, come on, it was entertaining. She's great. Shotzi Blackheart's great. Um, but it's lines like, it's just like a tank, because tanks don't give a shit. Yeah, she says that. She says, tanks don't give a shit. I'm just it's, like a tank. And yeah. it's like, what, what are you on right now? Uh, she says that she is bad to the bone and she's indestructible. She was raised by my dad. I was raised by my dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're my friends. Uh, I grew up on rock and roll and punk rock. I joined a band. And as she's talking about this, you think she's like going to crush a building. She's talking <laughs> shit about the women's division. I, I was ready for her to go full Piers Brosnan in St. Petersburg. <laughs> just go Golden eye, just not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah, she was going in it. She looks like she's going to crush this building. This is an actual like abandoned building while she's in a fucking tank. And she says that she's like a renegade. She's a badass. And what you see is what you get. And what you get, you can't handle. And then she starts listing people like the women's roster in NXT. And she's crushing not buildings, but cars. Or one car. Yeah, I, I didn't can't catch all of them, but she's like... Dakota Kai. Sorry, Chelsea Green. Your makeup just got crushed. <laughs> Candice LeRae, your pixie, I will crush you. Yeah, she said that. She literally said that. Uh... So yeah, this was like the first time I heard the Beatles. I just fell in love. Like I don't know what this was. I, I absolutely love. Someone this. in the in the YouTube room just just summed it up. The the and this is where I was torn. Where I was like, I don't know if I love this or I hate it. Yeah. The script was terrible. The script was terrible, but she was fantastic. Yes. She delivered it, and I can see some performers seeing this and being like. You're making me say, eat my tank. Eat my tank. Eat my tank. Uh, I was yeah. raised by my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but she delivered it so well. Like, Who's your daddy? I love this girl. I think she's fantastic. I'm your daddy. Oh, man. This was one of the greatest things I've seen in 2020. Your makeup just got crushed. <laughs> uh, you know, I usually am honest with my NXT reviews, and I'll tell you, hey, if you don't watch and you just go pick and cherry pick stuff, this might be one to go watch. To, to make sure you will be isolated on YouTube alone. Yeah. Just so you understand where we're coming from. Uh, I have mentioned on this show that Shotzi Blackheart is someone I, I have my uh, like eye on. I think she's a very... She's gonna be a big star in WWE, like not just I, NXT, I so, but yeah. but I I think she's a future NXT Women's Champion. I think 
she she is this was so ridiculous that it worked <laughs> for me 100%. We we like watch wrestling, we we eat our dinner, we talk and we were watching NXT like, you know, and as soon as this came on, we just were like, oh, well, I know I was glued to the TV, but I was like, what what is going on? And we were laughing and we we're like, but it's she's also in a tank, so it's cool. Yeah. But it's so oh, it, weird. It's you've got to commit 110%. And she did. Even when the dialogue shit and and that's the difference between her and so many other people. Because so many people get given these trash lines and just look awful because they're uncomfortable. Because they go, oh, I've got to say this. She just went, like, all in here. All in. She's just in a rock and roll tank. Oh, she was fantastic. She's tank girl. Yeah. Tank girl with green hair. Uh, absolutely love it. Eat Shots. my tank. Eat my tank. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that now. I'm going to start saying tank. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back. The Dirty Blonde. I can't get enough. I, I'm going to have to rewatch this. You're right. Probably a few times. Uh, loved, loved this. It was so fucking weird. But And you know what? Here I am praising this strange thing that a lot of people will be like, that was not for me. And I, and I can understand it. But then we go to an NXT women's match, mm. Mia Yim and Santana Garrett, which had all of the... Like didn't have any of the the sizzle from that last thing. That no. last thing was so wild. And then we go to a generic two minute match where I'm like, oh, now I'm sitting on my hands because we just look. That last thing was like you just did five picklebacks and you're like ready to go. And then I don't know where the women's division goes from that because yeah, I, I know. know. What you mean. I think maybe. I think it's more kind of the the order of stuff on the show. If you went from that to maybe the uh, I, I don't know. know. Maybe yeah. the maybe like the Roddy Dexter Loomis match. It wouldn't matter so much. But you're right. Going from that to so much personality. Where like we've said a bunch. Like we both like Mia Yim, but she's kind of always struggling to really find herself fully in NXT. I I think mm-hmm. so. And going from someone who has been there for a couple of months and has fully found herself. You know why? She just doesn't have a tank. Yeah, she doesn't. You know, sometimes you just don't have a tank. Sometimes you need a tank. Sometimes you need a tank. Should we get one? Get a tank. I got a skateboard. You got a back garden. I got to slow down. Yeah, we got our back garden. (laughs) With our back garden table. My mom did a social distance, just dropped off a back garden table for us. We're we're set with our... Maybe we'll do the AEW review outside tomorrow. (laughs) If it's nice. In the backyard? Yeah. Yeah, Patreon exclusive. Uh... I want a tank now. That's all I know. Mia Yim versus Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, sorry. Mia Yim, Santana Garrett, and um, Santana Garrett comes out kind of dressed as a like a pirate. Well, I guess Tegan Knox has the Wonder Woman thing going on now, or Captain Marvel. Right. So Santana came out in a weird hat. Beth Phoenix says Santana Garrett makes her own outfits. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, she, she looked fine. She looked you? fine. It was the hat. The it was the hat. hat. You like, just don't like hats. I don't like... I, I don't know. You don't Same like hats that, on wrestling. What's her name? Ali J? Well, no, what's her name in AEW? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking like, about. She's cool, but I'm like, what is that fucking hat you're wearing? What Unless you're Cameron Grimes, don't wear a hat. <laughs> Unless you're Cameron Grimes, There's only one person don't wear a funky hat. can wear a hat. And that's Cameron Grimes. <laughs> the weird hat. The weird yeah. hat. Well, Santana Garrett comes out like one of... Hooks henchmen's <laughs> essentially <laughs> comes out to face Mia Yim. Um, there's Santana Garrett who does have some offense on Mia Yim. 
There's then a back handspring elbow from Garrett. Then she hits a snap suplex. Mia Yim fights back and clearly has been watching AEW. Mia Yim has because she saw Taz's in-depth look at the Snapdragon suplex. Yes. And here is Mia Yim doing a dragon suplex here. The full Nelson into the back suplex there. Then there's a series of Kawada kicks, which Morrow calls them, which then connects to protect your neck. And Mia Yim pins Santana Garrett. This was not that much, but... I actually thought for, for a, what, 90-second, two-minute match... It was very quick. I, I thought this was pretty good. I thought, despite Mia Yim having a very strong, convincing, quick win, Santana Garrett looked impressive in the shit she managed to get in sure. in this time as well. Um, we, we were kind of joking about going from Shotzi to this, but for a two-minute squash match, I thought it was pretty decent. Well, it was all to set up... Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, who comes out. And as, you know, Mia Yim's theme song is, I'm the, I'm the HBIC. And we walk around the house and we do the, I'm the, I'm the HBIC or CIBC. I'm bank at the CIBC. And out comes Johnny Gargano doing that. He goes, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that CIBC. <laughs> he says, uh, hey, Mia, wow, you won. And Candice says, Mia, you won something. Uh, Gargano's wearing his white space jacket and Candace is wearing an inverted like skeleton kind of top thing both looking cool and uh, they said Mia you're the one who keeps dropping the ball uh, you get a opportunity after opportunity and, and Johnny just goes dropped it like it's hot <laughs> Johnny's just on one tonight <laughs> Johnny playing the heel uh, you see I would have loved an opportunity like the one you've got but hmm I just didn't get one and Johnny says yeah you know, babe, you would have done it a lot of things. You wouldn't have blown it like you know who, pointing at Mia Yim. When someone got, gets an opportunity they don't deserve, well, we take care of things in our new NXT. So Johnny goes to like into the ring, but Mia attacks him, which gives Candace a, the like distraction, the upper hand. Mia gets the upper hand, sends her into the ropes but Johnny pulls the ropes Mia flies out and as they're laughing like about to beat her up or something out comes Keith Lee he runs out then the Garganos decide to hit the road they get out of there and as they're walking off Johnny's like oh you're a big boy huh nah uh and they walk off so uh, you can guess where this is leading to now I like you know we, we both love Johnny Gargano here in the BDE. Yes. We both love Candice LeRae. Both are incredible performers. I don't know if this is a main event act here. I, I think both are a main event performers for sure, but this these characters, I don't see it as a main event act. Hmm. I see this as like a kind of Miz and Maurice sort of thing. Done very well. Like they're performing it well. There's no fault in it. But do I see this type of Johnny Gargano headlining a takeover? No. Uh, I don't know. I actually could eventually. It, it's still so fresh. So I think, you know what? I think you will be seeing this character in the main event spot again. It would have to change. Like, this is comedy heel stuff. Yeah. Done well. But for me, it's it's not main event. It would have to tweak a bunch. Sure. I kind of see maybe down the line, um, Carrion and Scarlet just killing these two in a mixed tag. Um but I, I'm enjoying it. I like. I don't get me wrong. I think Johnny Gargano's hilarious here. Yeah, just I think he is being doing his white boy rapping <laughs> stuff. I'm that. I'm that. Uh, they're obnoxious. They're playing it very well. I just 
don't see it as a main event act. I think it, it could down the line because this is still so fresh. But I think him as a heel does kind of work for me because he is he does come he's annoying. He is, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think he's I think he's one of the best baby faces ever, in my opinion, in wrestling me history. Too. And I think that now that with this heel character, you know what? I think it will. And that's a challenge there. There's the challenge to make that kind of work and to give him a run. He could be the guy who is the greatest wrestler, but always cheats and wins and stuff. Still, like you know, anything of that kind of caliber can win. Someone too. in the YouTube room has said that I see it as a way to do different stuff with him for a while while not being in the main event scene, which is a good point exactly. because I think people were kind of. As good as he was, just rejecting him because he was, as wrestling fans like to say, shoved down our throats. Yeah, Johnny um, kick out. Yeah, so maybe you're right. Maybe it, it isn't a main event act, but that's a deliberate thing to keep them kind of as this entertaining kind of middle of the show thing for a while. And you can easily just slot him into the main event. Again. Again, of course. down the line. But give some other guys a chance at the top first. You know who needs a shot at the top first? Who's that? Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, bitch. Uh, never forget, Cameron Grimes is doing one of his own kind of, sh- not quite the level of Shotzi, where it's just him doing like a selfie thing in a garden somewhere. In his hat. In Gar- his hat. Garden's a nice word for it, but well, yeah. It wasn't a garden. It was a, it was a grassy fence. Uh, Cameron Grimes says, never forget, I used to look up to Finn Balor. Well, last week I caved him in, and then he was looking up at me. Ho ho! Uh, he says that was an upset, and the people were surprised. But I don't care. All I know is it's grime time, grime baby. Time. It's grime time, baby. Um, I realize what Cameron Grime reminds me of. Heath Slater? No, the wacky waving inflatable arm tube men. Uh, Al Harrington, my grandpa. Watch him, yeah. Watch him when he celebrates because he's he's quite tall, he's skinny, and he's just like flopping when he's celebrating. He's just like flopping all over the place. Why is he and always I'm pretty sure they wear silly hats as well? Why Why is he always so like it's so much energy? So like, ah, well, they don't ah, test him. Ah, they believe. don't do testing down there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, I'm Cam Grimes. I beat him, Balor. I love him. I can see so many people hating this oh. guy. I it it tickles me. He, he knows what he's doing. Me. He knows what For he's sure. doing, and it's fantastic. It's I I think this guy is is so good. Um, now there's a little side feud we have there. He can always say he beat Finn Balor. Absolutely. He said, "I beat you. You were the guy who ran this place. Well, I took you out." We have Drake Maverick backstage. He says, "Hope is all people think I have. I am the underdog story." Tonight I have to face Kushida. He's the best of the juniors, the best of the cruisers, the best the best there is. Well, you see, Bret Hart, I am not, but I am tired. I'm tired of second guessing. So I'm going to do one thing tonight. Win. He the the thing I took from it is he's going I'm fed up of the pep talks and the TED talks and people going like, "Come on, Drake, you can do this." You can do like, it. I'm fed up with that and I feel that's still going to play into a part a bit with the fact that Jake Atlas was ringside the whole time being mm. like, Drake, you can do it. Um, the fact that Drake brought that up in this promo, I feel there's more story to be had between those two. So he's not released. Hey, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Well, tonight he says he's going to win, but will he do that when he faces Kushida a little later on? But up next is Roderick Strong and the Undisputed Era who come down to the ring Adam Cole says next week is going to be a celebration because it's the one-year anniversary of him winning the NXT title one year ago. 
That's crazy. We don't see... Uh, NXT TakeOver 25 it was. Yeah, we don't see too many long reigns. I mean, I guess Becky was the last one and she she relinquished the title. But yeah. uh, year plus long reigns, it's it's a long time. And I, I don't see any challenges for him right now. No, I don't see no any. No real threat uh, to take that away from him. So I see him holding this for a couple more months at least. Me too. I think so. As they come down to the ring, they're cheering Roddy on because he is going to be facing Dexter Loomis, as we heard from their Zoom call yep. last week. Um, and as Roddy's going down to the, the the ring, Roddy says, yeah, come here, you big creepy dork. <laughs> so I, I just, I love Roddy. This is going to sound super insulting, but we, we know we, we love his wrestling. Yeah. I feel he's like the runt of the litter of Undisputed, Undisputed. Era. And he's the guy they always send out. Like, yeah. go on, Roddy. Like, yeah. last on, week, Roddy. it's like, who's going to do it? And he's the eager one. Like, I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah. It's like, Roddy will do it. And I feel this is, like, big creepy dork is probably something he heard his older brothers Bobby and Adam say. It's like, <laughs> oh, that big creepy dork, Dexter Loomis. And he's coming here, like, puffing his chest. Yeah, come on, you big, you big, big creepy, creepy dork. dork. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roddy is one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. He's, hands he's, down. Look at him compared to when he started in nxt i mean we've been watching him for years and years before oh yeah definitely but this dad character lack of personality his promos entertain me i i still wouldn't say he's the best but he's 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 found this (laughs) he's found this role that works for him and he's so entertaining and so full of personality and i don't think he'd have got that on his own he needed the undisputed era to like get this out of him well, he needed to call someone a big creepy dork. Yes. That's why, uh, I mean, if you were to describe Dexter Loomis, he's a big creepy dork. Have you ever called someone, a, I've been called a big creepy dork. There's there's a line <laughs> I like I using from um, the play uh, Matilda. Oh, I've seen it. It's written by uh, Tim, oh, the, the Australian comedian, I can't remember. Okay. But Miss Trunchbull calls Matilda... Now look here, you nasty little creep. Ooh. And I think that's great. I love. Yeah. I call my girlfriend a nasty little creep all the time. <laughs> I heard you call her something else the other word uh, the other day, but I can't say that word on a podcast. <laughs> it's all in jest. It's all in jest. I literally, I literally was op- about to open my room door to like leave, and then I heard you say it, and then I heard her go, "Did you just call me?" And I went, "I'm gonna wait before I leave right now. I'm gonna go put some music on and disappear." Um, big. Creepy dork versus the dad of NXT, Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong we versus Dexter have Loomis. Have we said it is... Okay, it is Dexter It Loomis. is Dexter <laughs> Loomis. The, the big creepy dork is Dexter Loomis. Like, Tattoo Jack wasn't on this week, so we're just... Are we just replacing Dexter <laughs> we Loomis? We need someone to punch. Big creepy dork. <laughs> the big creepy dork who comes out to the Stranger Things theme but dresses like Dexter from... Dexter, he slides into the ring like I slide into DMs. He's staring around creepy. Um, and as the match starts, Roddy says to him, you made a big mistake, pal. <laughs> the I found the just the opening segment of this, the opening part of this match so entertaining because Roddy is your wrestler. Like everyone has their different styles in wrestling. Roddy will go for like the chain wrestling start for match, yeah. go for a collar and elbow, go for a wrist lock, that kind of thing. And Roddy's putting his hands out to to grapple with Dexter Loomis, and he's just no. And Dexter sorry. just has his hands by his side and isn't doing anything. And De- and Roddy's like, 
oh, what what are you doing? It, it was really funny, just that, that opening bit of he the match. He just stares it, at him. It's something we've seen in every wrestling match for years and years. And just to play off of that a little bit, I found very entertaining. Well, he can't get him to wrestle him, but he finally does. Dexter, the big creepy dork, starts doing different like side chain wrestling. And they're getting very technical. In fact, he out-technical wrestles Roddy, who gets a little frustrated, goes to the outside... And he's like, ah, and he runs back in. He gets a body slam, and then Dexter leg drops him as well. Roddy then hits a right hand, and then Dexter fights back with, like, a classic running bulldog. There is a backbreaker on the apron from Roddy. When they come back from break, they're they're in the middle of the ring. Roddy is beating him down and has, like, a submission hold on him. And as he's locking the move in, like an abdominal stretch or something, Dexter looks at him in the eyes. And Roddy's like, stop looking at me, and like punches him and keeps the hold going. And then he's like selling the move, and then Dexter slowly just turns his head and his eyes and just locks in on him. He's like, stop looking at me! And he like freaks out, and he starts beating Dexter down like crazy. And the commentary here, Beth, Byron, and Morrow are like, oh, he's spooked, he's, he's so scared, he's crazy. And then he hits an angle slam on Dexter. So I don't know if he was that scared. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Dexter gets back up. There's the Luthez press. There's a slingshot suplex. There's then a chop battle where Roddy is like just literally chopping so hard that Dexter's chest is red, like a piece of meat. But he's like liking it. He's into that. He's into the pain stuff. And he gets up and they go back and forth. And Roddy somehow gets out of, um, was it like there was some sort of leg hold where Roddy kind of gets out of that and gets sort of. We watched the the guy Darby Allen does his Last Supper, kind of yep. the roll-up submission type thing. It was almost like that here, where Roddy gets a kind of sneak roll-up victory over the big creepy dork. But right after the match, Dexter crawls out afterwards and then uh, locks in an arm triangle on Roddy, Roddy right after the match. Um, but before I kind of explain what happens after, uh, what did you think of Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong? I... I enjoy both. I, I like Dexter Loomis's character. I wish he would... I think he's a good wrestler as well, but I wish he'd wrestle more like his character. He does little bits like the, the staring and stuff, but then then just looks kind of too normal for yeah. a bunch of it. I I watched, uh, obviously, the, the first two episodes of The Last Ride, but mainly the Austin podcast with Undertaker, where Undertaker's saying about when he was young and athletic and first got this undertaker gimmick and he was like it was so frustrating for me because i had to walk like a zombie and be super slow but i knew that's what the character needed right i knew that i could do these leaps over the top rope and stuff like that but i had to first wrestle like a zombie and then i started introducing these kind of bursts of speed so i i'd be stalking my opponent and then i'd go in for like quick strikes and and I think that's something that this character needs. Sure, I, I get the guy can wrestle and probably wants to show that off. But when you're trying to get this character over, I want to see you wrestle more like a serial killer, if yes. that's what your character is. And then when you've kind of got that over with the audience, then you can show off a bit more your wrestling ability. I mean, in TNA Impact, he literally had a serial killer thing where he like chased people and like maybe murdered people. Right. So I don't want it to go that far. Not that I want far. Them wrestling. But just your wrestling. Yeah. Um. B. I, and I think his submissions perfect. Like having a kind of choke submission. Yeah. The arm uh, triangle. That thing. makes complete sense if that's your character. But I don't really want to see you be doing 
hip tosses and shit like that. The story, you know? the story was like Roddy is the technical wrestler and he got out technical wrestled, but then he still won anyways. Mm. So it doesn't really do Dexter that much. But he looked fine and this was his he best showing. Like yeah. I, I think he's, I think he's decent, but I, I want to see him go even further with this character. Yeah, it needs to go wrestling wise, yeah. not kidnapping people and killing them, but just just in the ring. Yeah, but and I felt that all over WWE. I felt that with Finn Balor for so long. It's the the demon was exactly the same as Finn Balor, but in face paint. Whereas I, I always felt with him, he should be he puts that paint on and wrestles a completely different style and is more vicious. And we finally started to see that, ironically, not in paint, but just when he's the being prince. a heel, being the prince, the prince. Uh, yeah, Dexter does need to kind of work on that. Well, Dexter has the arm triangle in on Roderick Strong, like kind of outside the ring on the entrance ramp after this match, where Adam Cole and Bobby Fish come down and start to kick him in the head, which he doesn't break the hole. Which is great. Like, that was great. He's just like, just, nah. Nah, I'm not letting go. He, he's no selling this. Um, and Adam Cole gets really mad and takes out his hair tie, like his own hair tie. And Adam, usually people put their hair up, things are about to go down. But Adam Cole is taking his hair down and things are about to go down. Um, and he goes for a super kick, but out comes the Velveteen Dream in a yellow bandana like Hulk Hogan, and an Undisputed Era t-shirt. He beats up Bobby Fish. He beats up Adam Cole with a super kick. He climbs to the top rope, and then he jumps for the purple Rainmaker elbow drop. But Adam Cole is on the other side of, like, the... the He's where the crowd would the be crowd sitting. The crowd would be sitting. Yeah. And then it's just, like, an edited shot where Dream, like, is landing on top of him. So I'm just not sure if this was not live and pre-edited, because it I looked did, like it I was. I believe this show was taped last yeah. week. Um, there's no way he did an elbow drop from the top rope into the crowd Over the, on yeah. the floor for a, in front of no one. Yeah. Like, th- this was edited. <laughs> it and, had to be. And I kind of... I don't like it for this show. I think do something like that in like that one final beat, Champa Gargano. Yeah. Do a spot like that maybe once or twice for those kind of things. For just a a beat down, like a save at the end on a TV show. It, and, it also, and also I, I just don't believe it. I'm watching it go, you didn't do that. Uh, this whole thing was weird because um, I, I'm seeing here uh, associate producer and friend of the show, John Ceno, is saying that next week's celebration for Adam Cole is now canceled. And instead, it's going to be an in-ring meeting with William Regal. So there's going to be some sort of announcement, I think, okay. regarding the title, at least, you would imagine. I, I just... I, I groaned when Velveteen Dream came out. And this is, <clears throat> controversies aside, just I haven't been yeah. into this story and... And we've had the match now, so I, I'm not too bothered about seeing the match again. I kind of feel maybe it's not going towards a championship match and we're going to get a six-man because Undisputed are out of the tag picture now. Sure. Like they don't seem fussed about going after those titles. So with Dexter Loomis in the mix... I feel with who? Who else? Dream, Dexter, and what? Or maybe just a tag. Who else is there? Unless it's, know. what, yeah. Handicap or... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange because Dexter... We've still got a, a few weeks, so you, you can introduce a third person into the mix. I'm trying or, to think who's not got a program who's, like, a big deal right now. Adam Cole versus Dream versus Dexter Loomis. No, Dexter lost tonight. He doesn't deserve a title shot, realistically. No, it wouldn't be a title yeah. shot. I feel tag is the way to go because no one's hot enough for a title match. 
this match and segment kind of didn't do too much for me. Like the match itself was fine. De- you're, I agree with you on the Dexter thing. He needs to kind of change the car- the, the way he wrestles a bit to kind of stand out because he stands out, but his wrestling doesn't. So it's Cole style. Yeah, true. He doesn't have an opponent. That's why he doesn't have yeah. an opponent. He just doesn't have a, a feud because wrestling's fucked right now. <laughs> as yeah. is the world. Um, we have uh, Rhea Ripley who's backstage pacing because tonight she goes one-on-one with Io Shirai in the main event for the number one contenders for the women's title. During the commercial break where we come back from, we see Akira Tozawa and El Io del Fantasma in the in the parking lot here. Now, we're already Spider-Sense tingling. We're like, okay, something's going on. And... He's like, hey, uh, amigo, uh, muchas gracias. You know, we had a fantastic match, and you know, um, it was good. You you had you put up a good fight, and Akira's like, hey, thank you very much, appreciate that. Um, Akira Tozawa is wearing an Ultimo Dragon like Mexican wrestling gym T-shirt, and he's like, ah, oh, I like your shirt, uh, good shirt. I think, didn't it say champion on it as well? Like- and I think he was going like. You can be a champion. I, I, I'm pretty sure okay. it's a champion's gym or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, and he's getting his car. And as he's getting his car... He calls him Loco. Loco, well. you Loco. Like, That's Senton, you did. Loco. Loco, you crazy. A car pulls up, and it's the, the, the mysterious luchador kidnapper people. And they try to kidnap. They beat up Akira Tozawa. And Phantasma's like watching this he's like ah so he goes out the other side of his car Th- this made sense they were pinning him against the door so yeah. phantasma can't come out to save so he's yeah. got to do that awkward thing where you're i was gonna say crawl over the gear stick but this is us and <laughs> you don't know how to drive stick there yeah. um but yeah crawling over getting out the other side and then beating him up yeah so he goes the luchadors flee they they hurt akira though like he's kind of injured and they drive off in their van, and Fantasma's like, ah, oh, jeez, those fucking And as guys. he said, he, Akira's doing the Peter Griffith. Fantasma's <sighs> uh, like, ah, oh, what are you going to do? Yeah, Essentially. Yeah, so what? what's the deal? Is he still running these guys? He beat Tazawa. Why would he need to attack him? I, I feel this... I feel this is going to be the reveal. I think they're, they're trying to swerve you with, like, yeah. them trying to kidnap Fantasma, but him getting away hmm. and this here i feel it will be revealed probably once he wins the champion or during that championship match uh drake maverick is winning the championship so, so you think drake will win the triple threat and go on we'll see we'll see um so we'll see what happens with this murder mystery not murder kidnapping mystery taken I have a particular set of skills. Not that great, considering they can't kidnap it's, him. It's been a... I mean, this this has been going for a while now. This yeah. this was happening when we had crowds. So, sure. Um, it's it's kept my interest, and it's it's given a bit more to the cruiserweight division, which is great. I know in today's t- time, you know, the streets in the world are kind of starting to fill back up, but there's some crazies out there. And if I was out in a parking lot somewhere and two dudes in luchador masks showed up and tried to put me in their van, I'd be scared. I know I would be. Don't sanitize it to the eyes. <laughs> I've always got that on me now. True. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's how, maybe that's how they should roll here to stop these uh, kidnappings and assaults in the parking lots in Florida. A uh, dark star in the YouTube room has just said Drake will get kidnapped and that will be how they write him off TV. <laughs> 
Maybe he doesn't make it to the triple threat because he gets kidnapped yeah. before the match happens. We Only time can tell. Um, we well, Also, Akira Tozawa won't be on Raw anytime soon because he got injured here. He's hurt. True. Yeah. His ribs or something. He's breathing. Give him a ventilator. <laughs> we have Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch. David, are you ready? I am. It's time. We haven't done it in a while. Throw, Throw him up. up. Throw him up. Oni! Danny! Danny! Uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch returned to NXT, and we are excited. Um, we are big fans of oh, these yeah. guys. Have you seen Oni Lorcan and his dog? Of course. <laughs> Oni Lorcan and his dog, maybe. We need to get one. I yeah. We should I get a know. dog and name it Oni. Can we get a dog now? Now we could have back gotten? Just call it Oni. Oni. <laughs> Oni! Oni! Yeah. The dog just comes over, <laughs> shaking. When you want the dog to do paw, you go throw him up. <laughs> Love it. Um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch are, in fact, throwing him up. And outcome, if you weren't excited yet with the Brit Am Brawlers, with Oni and, and Birch, guess who their opponents are? Quebec Zone. Ever rise, ever rise, yeah. They're back. NXT favorites, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember their names. Uh, it's like Chase it's like Parker, Chadwick Boseman, and <laughs> as long Chase. as it's not Liam, it's Liam and Chris, um, Steve and Greg. I can't remember what happened to JC and Chris. JC and Chris, are, are they, they ever rise? Are they ever rise? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be a, a murder JC mystery. Chris, um, no, they're they're the, the something. Nitro Bro? No, I can't remember. The Nitro Bros? They? No, they're no. definitely not. Uh, no. <laughs> Ever rise from the John Cena will know Quebec wrestling world here, kind yeah. of in our territory ish. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Um, yeah, someone's saying they went by like the Metro Boys or something like that. That's kinda... JC Metro Boys. Yeah, I was close. Nitro JC and Boys, Chris. Metro Boys. Come on. Yeah, but then who's Ever Rise? <laughs> Ever Rise are just Ever Rise. They're just Ever Rise. I just think of Terror Rising. You know, Triple H. Yeah, Triple H. Yeah, Terror Rising. Um, I like Terror Rising. So Ever Rise is in the ring. They got kind of a Young Bucks look going on, to be honest. They look good. They look like improved. They yeah. Look nice. They've been on. They've done a few things on like Raw, I believe. Yeah, recently. yeah. Um, the Metro Brothers. Yeah, the Metro Brothers is what in the, the YouTube chat room are, are missing them. Look at these guys. Um, Only Lorcan and Danny Birch do in fact throw them up. If you weren't, if you were wondering if they did that tonight, they did go. Oh, they you, did. They threw them up. Um, there's drop kicks from Danny Birch sending one like a springboard flying drop kick. There's a, a headbutt. He tags in Oni. He comes in. He's on fire. He hits like a dragon screw. I think it is Chase Parker. He's, he's Chase beating Parker, him yeah. up here. It's a nasty looking dragon screw. Tanahashi would applaud that. There's then a this crazy European uppercut. Then the single leg crab, and as the other guy tries to break that up, Danny puts him in the crossface. The double submission, the double tap out. The single leg crab giving an ode to uh, former WWE staff, Lance Storm. Yes. Jeez, I hope he come. I I don't understand that, but uh, I think all of them are furloughed. Okay, so he'll come back. I yeah. believe so. Well, he gets a shout out here, and the victory from Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch beating Everize. I thought. Danny showed more more steam here as well. Like not that he lacked it, but yeah. he was being a lot more vocal. We got a which I I miss from Londoner. Avit, Avit, Avit. Ah, um. <laughs> so that was great. Um, they they wrestle like they're on cocaine, right? <laughs> like the, the way they came into this match, they just steamrolled these guys in two uh, minutes. Uh, 
Uh, I think they're fantastic, and we're gearing up for a match between them and the um, Imperium. Yes. Which will be cracking. Well, I'm all about that. Well, uh, after NXT aired, there was like a WWE Twitter thing with Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, and they basically challenge Imperium to an NXT title match, and he don't give a crap, and I'm too British for this bollocks. So, uh... I mean, I love Danny Burch and Oni Larkin. They're they're a little intense for some people. And yes, Everrise is Chase Parker and Matt Martell. No relation to Chase Peter and Rick Martell. Yeah. So we get a recap of the Garganos, and we see Keith Lee, who has requested an interview. He says, "Yes, I have. Cor- you are correct. I have." requested this. I saw that dinner party last week at the Garganos. Dinner at the Garganos? Who in the bluest of blue hells records themselves eating dinner? Well, if you go on youtube.com forward slash up next for double or nothing this Saturday... (laughs) Mukbang. The Brady and the Davey Portman will very much probably be eating along with that. At some point. We do, Keith. (laughs) Smooth operator, you. I still don't understand how muk- mukbang is a thing where people on YouTube just film themselves eating food and like get tons and millions of views. Like that's a thing. Like if you think listening to a podcast about wrestling is crazy and niche, try watching videos of just people eating food. I, I think there's like uh, nerdism and entertainment and that kind of thing, and yeah. then there are fetishes. Like, oh, they're different things. Food, it could be in that. Ter- oh, I don't know. Come on. Chocolate, maybe, but like, just watching someone eat—that's definitely a fetish. Really? Yeah. Interesting. More so than entertainment, surely. Huh. What about what about owning a tank? I think that can be both. <laughs> Keith Lee says Gargano and you and your stupid dinner. Well, I saw what you had to say, and I don't have a problem about anything you guys are doing or the dinners you're eating. He says, "Yeah, go ahead and eat your chicken salad and your, your sorry, your chicken and your Caesar salad." I have a problem with your antics, your new Gargano way. Well, you know what? The Gargano way reaches its limit at TakeOver. And that's all he, he leaves us with that. Yeah. We, we're both assuming this is a mixed tag match, right? But yeah. I, they've left it open here. So maybe they're not entirely sure which way they're going to go. Um I think it makes way more sense to do the mixed tag now because then you can build to the big singles matches I agree. later. I agree. And I think Keith Lee Gargano especially is a match you... Oh, that's a main event takeover it, mania like level you, match. You can hold that. So in my opinion. If you can get a bit more steam out of this, uh, I'd start with the mixed tag. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's, a, that's a program you can save. But otherwise, if they're doing the two singles matches, I see them blowing off the mixed tag on TV. I want few weeks. I want Gargano and Candice to face Keith Lee and me again, but Keith Lee puts this title on the line, and that's how Gargano gets it. Okay. Yeah, and then Keith Lee can go on to challenge Adam Cole to the next big thing for the title. And then Gargano can spin off and do the North American thing and go off with that with this heel character and give it some steam. I, I think, yeah, Keith Lee maybe needs to move up to that. Yeah, definitely. Adam Cole feud at some point soon. We have uh, an announcement of the theme song for Takeover in Your House, which is Code Orange, who actually do the Bray Wyatt Fiend theme, who uh, are killing it, I think, on like Twitch and stuff. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, I will say, I know we are the NXT show. Kenny Omega's Battle Cry theme has been stuck in my... I think that song <laughs> has grown on me so much. That is a banger. 
Battle Cry Kenny Omega theme for AEW. Can't stop listening to that theme. It's theme. It's so good. Um, it's up next is Drake versus Kushida, and we see Io Shirai who's backstage getting ready, stretching for her match later tonight. We come back. We have Matt Riddle with a video here. Uh, sorry, interview here. He looks at the camera, and Matt Riddle is pissed. He says, Trashy Tim. <laughs> it's no longer Stallion Tim. It's Trashy Tim. You must think you're pretty cool disrespecting me and Stallion Pete and attacking me. And Well, I came back, and I beat you, bro. You tried to break the bro's wing. You're not a Stallion. You're a putz. You want to fight with, with no pinfall you want to knock out or tap out well i'm down bro where do you want to fight well i know where we could fight we should fight somewhere we're both familiar with in the cage yeah ends with that uh matt riddle basically saying what we all thought that they're gonna fight in some sort of cage first they say no pinfall submission and knockout or and and now a cage so what? I. It's still like. They're advertising it as a cage fight. Cage fight next week. Next week, which I thought this would be at the pay per view. Yeah. Um, so that's a surprise. I think something cheeky happens. Unless we have something happen next week. Um, with it being on TV next week, I think we are going to see just the traditional cage mm-hmm. with submission and knockout only. Okay. Um. I would like to see that kind of Lion's Den Octagon sort of thing happen. Because mm-hmm. I do think, as you don't have a crowd at the moment, this is the perfect time to do it. Do the Lion's Den Octagon, any type of cage fighting, yeah. UFC, MMA thing, just do it. You can make it Cinematch, you could do it, whatever. But yeah, this sounds great. Matt Riddle reminds me of Wayne Campbell from Wayne's World. Okay. That, I'm finally understanding. He wears the hat, he's got long hair, he's like... Instead of saying dude, he says bro, and it's like, excellent. <laughs> and he called Tim trashy. I fucking love trashy Tim. I love how Matt Riddle is just, you know, those really nice people who, when they, you hear like that guy that never says a bad word about anyone. Yeah. And then when one day he's like, hey, that that person is really nasty and rude. And you're like, whoa, whoa. it's like they called him a raging CNX Tuesday because you're not used yeah. to that. That's Matt Riddle. Like, Matt Riddle, you feel everyone's his friend, and him here calling... Everyone's his bro. Tim Trashy is like... Trashy Tim. Oh, it, that's so, a huge insult. He's a putz. Yeah. Trashy Tim. <laughs> he does look trashy. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's the cage fight. Not a cage match. Cage, cage fight. Fight. We have a fight right now. The Cruiserweight Tournament continues. It's Kushida... Versus Drake Maverick, the wolf of NXT. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not leaving. Kushida, Drake Maverick, one-on-one. Um, it's it's do or die for Drake Maverick. If he loses this, WWE and him, go no more. That's yep. it. I mean, regardless, he's let go. But at this point, he can continue on if he wins this match. Uh, Kushida and him go back and forth. There's Drake kind of has the offense. He's doing anything he can here. He runs at Kushida and in midair just like gets a drop kick. Kushida then does his classic Tajiri-style backhand spring into the elbow. Um, Drake, though, the story of this match is like, no, I'm not giving anything up. I'm just going to keep kicking you at any point Which I can. Is, I didn't realize until the match started how perfect this is. Kushida being kind of his final hurdle. Kushida's finisher 
is a submission. And that means Drake has to literally quit yeah. to be done in WWE. So it was such a beautiful story to tell throughout this match. Kushida continuously going for that submission. Different ones. And Drake just screaming, going, no, I'm not done. And don't call off the match. Like, because every second he holds on is another second still employed by this company. It's fair. Yeah. Every time he's like getting beat down, he's like kicking back. He's like, no, I'm not going out like this. Like, he's like a like tantrum. Like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Um, out comes uh, the dude in the rainbow jacket. Jake Atlas, and you have a theory that he's here to like kind of start a little feud with Drake Maverick, maybe cost well, him something. Someone raised a good point that um, you feel like Jake is cheering on Drake. Uh, sorry, yeah, Jake is cheering on Drake because of this whole story with uh, his con like contract being terminated and stuff like that. But he needs Drake to win to stop Kushida going through. With Drake winning, it makes it a three-way tie. Right. So you you could definitely turn it where uh, Jake is a bit of a heel. Um, I don't know if it suits his character, him going that way. But definitely, there's you can look at it two ways. He only wants Drake to win to keep alive in this tournament. Because he's like, hey, I want you to have a job and make money. That's on the surface. But underneath, yeah. It's, underneath if Drake wins this match, Jake is going to the finals. Kushida continues to beat down on Drake Maverick here. There's a body slam. He's trying to work on the arms. He's trying to get out. He does, however, get the hoverboard locked in, and we think it's all over for Drake Maverick, but he somehow gets out. He's fighting back, like I said. He's doing kicks. He's doing punches. I swear at one point he hits like a palm strike almost to Kushida here. It's Yeah, it's, I think it's when Kushida's got the uh, like hoverboard lock locked in on the turnbuckle, turnbuckle and yeah, Drake yeah. just like fires back with the with the palm strike. Now, we've seen Drake get a point here by using this new move that we've seen. I called it like how Rey Mysterio... Actually, we saw someone do it earlier and Akira Tozawa did it earlier. It's the... You, you wheelbarrow yourself into the guy and then you bulldog them. Rey Mysterio does it a million times. Drake did it, however, over off the top rope and that's how he got a victory. So, this... Yeah, this moment was really cool because obviously we've seen Kushida do these flips into the armbar off the top rope mm-hmm. but also Drake's finisher is this... Bulldog, so they're both battling to try to hit to something. try and hit it. So he goes for this wheelbarrow off the top, but like you said, it's countered in midair into this cross arm breaker. Just looks beautiful. You think it's all over, Drake Maverick? You can't. No one has escaped these crazy arm trap moves from Kushida. And as he's got this cross arm breaker in, it's locked in. Drake Maverick rolls his body over, getting Kushida's shoulders kind of to the mat. And Drake Maverick gets the three count. Drake Maverick wins it. Drake pins Kushida. Therefore, it's a tie in the tournament. Therefore, he's not fucking leaving. He's going on to face Kushida and Jake Atlas. Next week, it's announced a triple threat match. And the winner of that goes on to the finals. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, they say, who's the man? <laughs> Um, I I really enjoyed this match. I thought the storytelling was so good. Um, I forgot. I think any match that makes me forget that there's no crowd yeah. is a good match. True, yeah. Um, and this absolutely happened here. Got to feel a bit sorry for poor Tony Nice there because <laughs> you got four people in your group and three of them went oh. through and you didn't. He's premier. Um, but God bless him, Tony. 
So, yeah, so this was a lot of fun. I love Kushida, obviously, and Drake Maverick. It's weird because we obviously think Kushida should be the one to win this whole thing because he's the big star, in my opinion, here. And he's, he deserves some sort of like big push here, I, I think. But then you have this story with Drake Maverick. This is the monkey wrench in your in your little your tournament here. Um, I, I know there was a little documentary on Drake Maverick, and it involves him with his like his walking papers that were sent to him, and it's it's a whole thing. Are we being worked? If we are, you guys did a good job. And if it wasn't, and then you turned it into it, cool. However, whatever, which way, whatever it is, it's been some compelling story. I I telling. feel one hundred percent it was legit that he was released. Yeah, I I believe that. Um, whether they've seen how this story's gone and he's got himself a job back might be the case, mm-hmm. or they might just be doing this fantastic write-off. I think if you are writing him off, that's where you pull the trigger with revealing who the leader of this mass faction is. <laughs> it's Drake. No, I, I think... Uh, like, when when Jeff Hardy... Didn't CM Punk write off Jeff Hardy when he left for yeah. a long time, and it got great... Like, heel heat for Punk. That was pretty much, Jeff, you're a mess. You're terrible. You're a mess. And if you lose this match, you're out. And (laughs) Jeff was gone for a And then arrested two weeks later or something. So I think this is a great opportunity. Drake Maverick is maybe the most sympathetic character in WWE. Mm -hmm. Maybe in wrestling right now. Yeah. Um, So if you're going to pull the trigger with this heel faction, you do it to screw over Drake. Yeah. Unless unless Drake is winning this tournament, you either do it in the final for the championship or you do it next week in the triple threat. Uh, I think it's bigger if you save it for the championship matchup, which I assume is at in your house. Yeah, I agree. The interim cruiserweight finals is at in your house with Phantasma versus whoever wins this triple threat next week. So it could be Maverick, it could be Kushida, it could be Atlas. All three guys are kind of continuing. I but- don't see it being Atlas. Sure. I think um, I think he's great. Yeah, but he's he can go there. He yeah. can get there later on. He's still fresh here. He's it's still Drake soon. or Kushida for me, and I think there's more to be had with Drake. I think Kushida is one of my favorites, but the story of Drake is way more kind of exciting right now. Absolutely, just yeah. na- it, it came in natural, and, it, and it's working, so I, I'm all for it. It's really good. Really like this match. Um, was was a lot of fun. Um, we have a video for Rhea Ripley. She's in the main event a little later, and she says she's still upset about how she tapped out at WrestleMania, and it keeps her up at night. But tonight, she's, it's one step closer to getting her, her payback, her revenge. She's a little even more heelish, this Rhea Ripley. Yeah. She's evil. Eo's the evil but cool. I wouldn't say she's evil. I just say she's like, shit. Like, she's just a bit annoying, right? You gotta she's be just joking moaning. me. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be joking me. Gotta be joking. No, I can't even do it. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, Ripley's like fallen way down for me. I just... Don't find her interesting anymore. Hmm. Move her to Raw or SmackDown. I think so. Damien Priest. He says, The key to infamy was to have multiple targets. Yeah, I want to be champ, but that will come. I saw Finn Balor return to NXT, and that is the target. That's an opportunity. He put NXT on the map, so I'm coming for him. And I'm going to do it at a place he made famous. Your house. Takeover. Takeover. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Finn Balor will turn to Ash. And the name Priest, well, you know, it will live forever. And then the camera zooms out and he's in front of the Titan Tron. And then it turns into the, the fire Damian, Damian Priest. Whereas I thought 
it was gonna be zoomed in on him the whole time and then like Lost Boys where all of a sudden it's <laughs> upside down and he's actually hanging upside down or like in a club somewhere or like doing something different. Man, if he was at a club I'm I'm tweeting him right now. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a thing nowadays to see him at a club? He's like, I don't give a fuck. I have secret blade clubs I go it's to. It's something so I've been writing the impact reports. Yeah. And every week there's someone who's like and when you win this match, we're gonna go and party. Oh, like I'm like, guys, where not, are you going? Where are you gonna party? Like I know you're getting away with filming this shit. Six but feet away. Where is open? <laughs> and can we come? Yeah. <laughs> so Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and the Nightstick at Takeover in your house. That's that's what's happening. Live forever. Main event time. Number one contenders match for the NXT Women's Championship. The former champion, Rhea Ripley, versus the true number one contender. Who won this this whole that, that briefcase to get to here and all that stuff. The genius of the sky, Io Shirai. Um, so Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, we kind of figured where this match is going as well and why this match was taking place. And it does exactly do what we thought but this was a fun match they kind of have a little standoff and a stare-off they go back and forth kind of technical and Io Shirai I said she's a cool heel right well she goes old school and she back rakes Rhea Ripley oh yeah and this is where Rhea Ripley doesn't say you gotta be joking me but says are you kidding me (laughs) cause who back rakes what did I say to you just before this match started Rhea Ripley no just Uh, about this match what about this I was like this is gonna be loud you're going to be this too match screamy is going to be people. Very screamy. I love Io Shirai when she screams, though. Like she's she's so like ah. Just I like when wrestlers are aggressive. I don't like some of the, it. Doesn't work for some people. It it feels very forced here, and I know it's because of the the empty arena thing to yeah. kind of fill it. It it seems a lot here, and I found it in a lot of Rhea Ripley's matches uh, since the empty arena thing. And I I get it because you don't want the the silent sound, but. It makes it feel fake to me because it it makes it feel like people are, oh uh, ow that really hurt uh, fuck me ah uh, bugger yeah uh, well Rhea Ripley does a lot of shouting and so does Io Shirai yeah. Io Shirai is always yelling yeah all over the place I'm a fan big fan of the yelling um, they go back and forth Rhea does like a face first like slam to Io Shirai um, there's then like a standing flip. Flipping into the standing stomp from Io Shirai. They go to commercial. When they come back, Io has a cross face on Rhea Ripley, but she gets out of it. They both are up on the top rope and headbutts from Rhea. Then a beautiful superplex on Io Shirai, but it's only a two count. Io somehow gets Rhea into the cross face again, which has kind of become like one of her major key moves, I'd say, in her arsenal. But Rhea just... Gets her fingers onto the rope finally. Beth Phoenix did a great job there where she's like, she's a fingertip away. And then literally the finger grabs the rope. But as she's grabbing the ropes to break the submission and get up to her feet, Io lets go, runs back, hits the 619, the tiger faint kick, then the patented springboard drop kick, and then this like crazy like suicide dive cross body type move to the outside. And this, of course, we enter Charlotte. She mm-hmm. comes out, her music hits. Not only does she just walk out, but it's no, it's Charlotte. So we got to play her music, even if it's during a match. She comes out, they kind of stare off her and like, get the hell out of here. There's a head scissors from EO sending Rhea into Charlotte, which pisses Charlotte off. 
They go back in the ring. Charlotte comes in and kind of breaks up the match and hits a big boot to Io and spears Ripley. So there we have it. What we thought all along, we won't have one contender to the title. We'll have two. They've not announced that yet, but we've all watched wrestling for <laughs> long enough. Um, yeah, the, the the match was pretty good. I... I really like th- I, I really like this match, but I, I am an Io Shirai fan. I do think Io Shirai um, to me is so ahead of in in actual matches and wrestling of so many different wrestlers. I do I, I know I, I I gush over Io Shirai week by week here and talk about how much I think like she's my favorite, but but she's so good. Her moves are like purposely picked and they fit the matches. Uh, I do like the character of her kind of screaming, and it more so fits when there's no one in the crowd. And she, I don't know, she's supposed to be the heel as well, but she's totally the baby she, face. She's not a heel Yeah, anymore. she's the baby she's face here. And and I think everyone kind of now is, has come along and, and seen over this past like year plus uh, that Io Shirai is like fucking so fantastic. And I'm not a huge Rhea fan, but this was this was pretty fun. And obviously this is just setting up the three-way triple threat, but cool. The match was was fine. I, I actually thought this was a pretty solid show, but what bothers me is you've got all these companies trying to be creative right now due to the yeah. pandemic and um, lack of things they, they can do wrestling-wise, so they're trying to be creative in other ways. We called this, was it last week or the week before, that, oh, they're going to have a match, Charlotte's going to come out, interfere, and it'll be made a triple threat match. It makes Charlotte look dumb. Like, come on, your, your dad was a wrestler for fucking 30 years. you never seen you interfere in a number one contender match that ends up being made triple threat every single time. It makes her look dumb. It's just lazy. I thought it made the show end on a really lazy note. And it's like, come on, stop going to your, like, booking wrestling 101. It, it really is. manual that yeah. it's... We see this happen fucking... Five, six times a year, anytime they want to get to a, a triple threat or a four way or whatever, mm-hmm. I would have just liked to have seen something a bit more creative here. Yeah, that could be said because the ending was pretty much the same thing you see all the time. Two and I, people and who I get think interrupted. Maybe because of that, I didn't get into the match because I was waiting for Charlotte to come out. Sure, and sure enough, the music hit, she yeah. comes out. I was just waiting for the angle because I didn't think we were going to have a clean winner here and a clean number one contender yeah um rest of the show i was really high on i I thought it was actually wrestling wise a really solid show i thought the both uh cruiserweight matches were great um i'm excited for karen cross and tommaso champa uh intrigue as well that still with the masked men uh the kind of uh, the cartel i think we've cartel the lucha cartel um (laughs) maybe it's selena vega's boys no Austin Theory. Hey, no Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. We talk about NXT guys, and we talked about Austin Theory. We were watching Austin Theory in Evolve, and now the dude's Jesus's right-hand man, essentially, yeah. could be Absolutely. Seth Rollins. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, when it came to that main event, I'm just like a tank, because tanks don't give a shit. Oh, I thought you said it tanked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tanks just don't... doing a cool bit. Tanks, tanks don't give a tanks shit. Tanks don't give a shit. Do you think they do? A tank... What could shit. stop a tank? Tell me one thing. There could be some things. Lava, water, fucking 
missing keys. There could be things that stop a tank, all right? But, yeah, you're right. Uh, my highlight was, in fact, the Shotzi Blackheart vignette because it was something that was different than wrestling. When do you ever kind of see that in wrestling? Not, it's very rare. We see the classic, like, how we saw Cameron Grimes, where he's just he's got a backdrop somewhere and he's talking shit. But here Shotzi's talking ridiculous, edited into her being in a tank, crushing cars. That was my highlight because it wasn't necessarily. Re- I did like the wrestling tonight. Was high on the Drake Maverick and Kushida match. I think that was my match of the night. But I also kind of low key liked Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Okay. Um, but Io Shirai to me always delivers. She she she's a, in a league of her own. I think, and it comes of the world of professional wrestling. Um, I like this episode of NXT. But let's see what some other people think of it. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night we post up the forum feedback thread for nxt and then we read it here on the show um would you like to go first there Uh, good sir absolutely let's go to paul from new jersey that shotzi blackheart promo was bottom of the barrel cringe i'm sure some people liked it brady (laughs) but i thought it tanked (laughs) hope dakota kicks the color out of blackheart's hair oh santana garrett is super underrated and i hope she gets a push one of these days johnny gargano sing- singing mia yim's theme was really funny kona reeves is a one-time wxw Wh- what's that mean uh, uh like wrestling wxw a one-time wxw what? world class world x champion i don't know what that wxw means. is the german company yeah that's right? what i that's how oh, you're in the youtube room i'll, I'll have a look in a second <laughs> clarify uh youtube chat notes googled shark girl don't know if it was what you were talking about but it certainly was interesting yeah before before we go uh kind of to the podcast we always chat to the youtube room for a bit and shark girl was brought up and Raise some eyebrows in the room. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I just, Don't ever. If I ever say, "Hey, you should try googling this," you probably shouldn't try googling this. Definitely want a dark side of the ring for the Rockers. There's so much story to tell. Both were considered, even if not Marty being better initially. Uh, from there, one goes on to be the greatest in-ring performer of all time, and the other is a tag team punchline. There is so much there. Oh man, Marty Jannetty. Uh... And uh, his, his questionable Facebook his post. Facebook post. <laughs> Stoked for Screen 5. Since they can't make fun of reboots again, perhaps our two new killers can only go after former WCW champions. They wouldn't have to go too far. <laughs> Great work, guys. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. But uh, how dare you say that about Shotzi Blackheart and her tank? Yes. Uh, and Paul meant one-time WXW champion. Uh, I did not know that. Wow. Good for you, Kona. Kona. Hey, is he gone? I don't know. He could be. I think he might be. We don't know yet. But, but he's the finest. He's the finest on the indies. Oh, boy. He's the finest oh boy. indie wrestler. We go to Mystery. He says, hiya. Not much to say tonight, but I got a jet. Never let Shotzi cut a promo again. And that's what we're getting going forward. Rhea Ripley came off like trash-talking heel. I think she spent more time trash-talking than trying to beat Io. Io did it. Io Shirai did as well, but at least she was spending less time trash-talking and more time trying to win. Also, her new Tron is great. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. It looked great. Yeah, the sidebars, right? Yeah, and it had... um, Actually, something we haven't seen in wrestling for a while. It had clips of her, which they've kind of gone away from that in the last few years. But yeah, there were... were Pictures of EO on the screen as well. Charlotte Flair 
falling for the oldest trick in the book of taking out both women. She should know better that Regal will just make her defend it in a triple threat. Hopefully it's that takeover. Question of the week. Is Brady going to serenade the podcast with his sweet-ass remix of Kyrie's tune from Monday? Oh, man. I don't know about that. It's on my Twitter, at the Brady, and uh, you can find this uh, thing. <laughs> and we go to... Our guy, who was on Up Yours just oh. last week for 8 Mile. Yeah. We go to B Detroit. My boys, what up, doe? What up, doe? What up, doe? Man, I love Killer Cross's intro. And the cold open right into it was a really dope twist. Kind of bummed to see Tazawa lose. I really wanted him to face off with Kushida for the belt. But could we really trust WWE to book a tournament the right way? Am I a fool for getting my hopes up? Anyway, thumbs in the middle for the show tonight. Am I the only one with who's done with Charlotte as NXT champ? I don't want to see a three-way for the belt. I just want EO as champ because Shirai gets me high. Cheers, bros. Uh, thank you, B Detroit. And uh, he'll actually be one of the people joining us this Saturday on our watch-along for yeah. Double or Nothing. We, we had a great chat with him on the 8 Mile uh, show on up yours yeah uh, i felt after that show like this guy's one of our best mates like yeah it, i know it was such good chemistry with him he's such a cool dude from uh detroit we and... got into some nerdy uh i guess not nerdy but i guess some hip-hop eminem talk a lot of eminem chat uh where you were just like what are you talking about hey no i think i <laughs> i held my own with eminem <laughs> i'm come on I'm a white guy that doesn't know rap. Of course I like uh, yeah, you have, yeah, you know the one white rapper? Yeah, the one white rapper that's, you know, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. B Detroit will join us for that. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for all the feedback. We post up forum.postwrestling.com every Wednesday. Um, and like we said, um, we yeah, Kim is David's favorite Eminem song. Like we mentioned that, yes. So uh, wrong. <laughs> um, we did that on our Patreon. That's up this week, as well as uh, this week we mentioned we have john pollock joining us for best match ever stan hansen we're going back we're watching him versus andre him versus all these old age japan new japan all sorts of stuff we have this week as well as uh, our aw thursday review um as well as our double or nothing watch along and then a post show on that as well saturday night what else am i missing well here? if you want to kind of uh, get ahead of the game and prepare for next week's shows we are going to be reviewing uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of dreading this a bit. Yeah, we are going to the Godfather. Yeah, it's we made you an offer we can't refuse. Yeah, and um, uh, that's if you become I've not a world seen this film for a while. So yeah, yeah, I've been uh, doing the Sopranos, so I'm in all mafia. You're, mode. you're you're ready for it. What are you gonna do? Also, as we're all in lockdown, we'll be joined by Jonathan Pine, one of our world champions, to talk all about TNA Lockdown 2009, featuring Sting versus Mick Foley. Yeah, and it's for free on this YouTube. This show is completely for free on YouTube, and actually, it's quite a lot of fun. So if you're looking for an old show to watch, throw that on, and uh, our review will be up next week. Yeah, you have your lost reviews. We do what's... Sorry, was next, which we, we've been going back and watching old NXT, and it's crazy all the WWE wrestlers that went through NXT in 2012, where they are now, and where they are when we're watching yeah, we're this. we're seeing Trent Beretta, Cassius Ono... Uh, 
Richie Steamboat, Yo, who's baby. my favorite. Roman Reigns is debuting on our next Roman episode. Roman Reigns will be on the next watch. episode. Yeah, yes. so we've been doing so many of those as well. We have our Up Yours, where the World Champs pick stuff. It's just been so much fun. And like I said, we do our AEW reviews, which has been up next is, is a, our fun like Thursday chill show as well. And uh, shout out to everyone who, who's been following our like watch-alongs and our YouTube stuff, like our YouTube room right now. So if you ever... Uh, you know, want to join us? Watch, have some friends to watch wrestling friends. with. Then uh, join us for our watch along um, with with Double or Nothing. Or if you don't want to pay fifty bucks to watch Double Nothing, <laughs> just join our YouTube room and we'll tell you. Some what people happens. do that. Some people are like, I just would rather listen to you guys we, talk. We might get sidetracked and talk about Shark Girl and things like and that, ricotta but we'll cheese. at least make sure we tell you the results. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so look for that as well. And then we will be doing on this very feed. We will be having our takeover in your house but that's for a little while still to Absolutely, go so yeah. uh, all these things coming soon uh, patreon.com slash up next five dollars a month gets you all the shows we're mentioning plus all the shows we have in our back catalog which is just so many different things so we that's what we've been doing to keep busy during our quarantine uh, if you like our show you can follow us on twitter at up next podcast um, subscribe rate us wherever you find your podcasts give us that five star review and um, you can find myself Braden Harrington I am on Twitter and Instagram I am at the Bray D and I am at Davey Portman and we will be back next week this same time uh, with this podcast up next every Wednesday Thursdays wherever you get your podcast and again youtube.com slash up next every Wednesday night live thank you everyone in the YouTube chat room thank you everyone for listening we're gonna get out of here so take care goodbye you Big creepy dork. Eat my tank. Ahoy! From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.